It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Wednesday edition of the podcast. I hope you all are doing well. A lot to get to ahead on this edition of Locked On Cougars. Going to talk some BYU football. It is National Signing Day. Expecting a pretty quiet day, all things considered, for the Cougars. But a number of mid-year enrollees or other players who will enroll before next season. We'll run down some of those names on today's show that you'll want to know about. We will also talk some BYU hoops. The San Diego game last night was canceled due to COVID concerns for the Toreros and the games against the Toreros for yesterday as well as on the 13th of this month have essentially been outright canceled. So pretty disappointing result for the BYU men's basketball program. What opportunities might stare them in the face? We will talk about that. And of course, we will catch you up on everything else going on with the Cougars, women's softball announcing their schedule, women's golf wrapping up play in Dallas. So plenty of news ahead on today's edition of the show. It's all brought to you today in part by by our good friends over at betonline.ag, Built Bar, as well as Home Field Apparel. We'll tell you about all three of those companies a little later on. So there you have it, the rundown, the roadmap of where we're going here on a hump day edition of the podcast. And without further ado, let's break into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 3rd, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to download this show and join us on your only daily BYU podcast. Make sure if you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button because our goal here is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans anywhere. And the way we do that is talking about the Cougars every single day. Getting going here on a Monday edition of the show. It is, of course, National Signing Day. And this used to be one of the biggest days in the college football calendar. But when the early signing period came on board, what was it, three years ago, it became essentially the National Signing Day. Now the official signing day, which is today, essentially is the secondary signing day, FCS-level programs, cleaning up on a lot of guys, and very few high-level programs like a BYU are going to sign a lot of people today. So don't expect to see a lot of names out there. We talked yesterday about the preferred walk-on class for BYU, guys that will not formally be announced by the Cougars because they're not signing any formal paperwork, but the good news is, is there are a number of guys coming back home off of missions and or guys who gray-shirted this past season who will be joining the program have already enrolled in the January window for winter semester or will enroll this summer ahead of this coming season. And there are some pretty big names on that list. So we're going to take a minute today on the first part of this podcast and talk about some of those names that you guys will want to know and some that you may have been waiting to hear about coming back off of missions, etc. 
how about we do that? Let's break into it here and let's talk about that for a moment. First things first, I actually look at the group that BYU is bringing back home off of missions and think that BYU's got a good crop of talent coming in. I think the offensive line has got some fantastic depth coming in with Campbell Barrington. He is the brother of current BYU starting left guard Clark Barrington and many people actually in the recruiting world thought that Campbell was the better prospect. There was the thought for some people that Clark was being recruited by BYU essentially to make sure that they could have a chance to land Campbell. Well, Clark went on a mission, came home, and has developed into a fantastic guard for the Cougars. Uh, He's had some injury concerns, obviously, but when he's been healthy, he has been an absolute stud on the interior of BYU's offensive line. Campbell figures to probably play the tackle position for BYU, and maybe still is a year away from really contributing, but if he lives up to the potential that people thought he had in high school, you're looking at a guy who could be a starting caliber offensive lineman for the Cougars. Another guy I'm extremely high on and excited to see finally in a BYU uniform is Talon Alfrey. He's a six foot three, 185 pound athlete out of Washington's Auburn Mountain View High School. He signed with the Cougars in December of 2018. He's a three-star prospect according to 24-7 Sports. And the crazy thing about this young man is he is just a great athlete, but a tackling machine. 176 tackles over his final two seasons in high school. He served a mission in Montevideo, Uruguay for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and he'll be rejoining the program. Actually, I think he's already enrolled. Uh, Campbell Barrington served his mission in Mexico, came home uh, due to the pandemic a little bit early, and also had shoulder surgery that everything I've heard is he has healed up from now and should be able to step in right away. Some other names you'll want to know include Donovan Hanna. He was coached by former BYU quarterback Matt Max Hall at American Leadership Academy down there in Arizona. A six foot six tight end prospect. I think also if he doesn't pan out at tight end, could also potentially play on the defensive side of the football. But a tall, rangy athlete didn't necessarily play at the highest level of football, but became highly recommended by guys like Max Hall out of high school. And the Cougars believe they can pull the best out of him. So he'll be joining the program as well as Dean Jones. He was a gray shirt this past season. So enrolled in school, paid his own way, but will finally be on scholarship as of earlier this actually last month it's not even january anymore it's crazy to think about josh larson a defensive lineman from woods cross high school a similar situation to dean jones did gracier deferred off for a year so he is enrolled as well as tyson lewis we talked a little bit about campbell barrington tyson lewis is another guy who i could see as a potential starter for byu's offensive line down the road he was six foot five 270 pounds when he was in high school up at weber high school in northern utah I really like Tyson Lewis's game. He is a nasty, mauling offensive lineman. If it doesn't work out for him on the uh, tackle spots for BYU, he'd be a fantastic road grading guard for the Cougars. And we'll see what works out for him in that regard. But I really, really like his game. A couple other names to know include Oliver Nasilai, a linebacker uh, from Arkansas averaged more than 10 tackles per game as a senior in Arkansas, but also as a running back. So if things don't work out potentially for him along the defensive side of the football, Maybe BYU takes a look at him on offense. I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen, but he did score 11 touchdowns as a running back in the 
high school ranks and obviously has his chops and has played there for a while. So we'll see what happens with that. And then two other names, actually three other names I want to talk about include uh, Chase Roberts, who served a mission in Canada, a four-star prospect from American Fork High School coming home off that mission. I look forward to seeing Chase Roberts finally playing for the Cougars. I thought he had every skill imaginable to be a star at the D1 level. Has a good size, six foot four, about 200 pounds, had great speed, just a great athlete all the way around. It, once he's back up to full speed, you're looking at a guy who I think is just a, a potential number one guy for the Cougars if he reaches his potential. Dallin Holker, who we've talked about in part of our debriefings here on BYU's tight ends, he could play the H-back role that Mason Wake plays as well as more of a traditional tight end. He was a stud as a true freshman playing for the Cougars before embarking on a mission, before going to Chile on that mission. Once he is back and ready to go this summer, I'm really, really excited to see him suiting up once again for BYU. He brings just another fantastic talent to that tight end room. And then finally, the other name I wanted to talk about is Isaac Matua, a linebacker prospect, uh, played quarterback, ran track at Kearns High School in the Salt Lake Valley before signing. Crazy enough, in December of 2017, he's not going to enroll at BYU. He's enrolled now at 2021. Just one of those things about missions. But I really, really love like uh, what he did in the high school ranks. Uh, scored 19 touchdowns as a senior playing quarterback for the Kearns Cougars. Looking forward to seeing him on the defensive side of the football. Maybe he's a year or two away from really cracking the lineup considering the linebacking core for BYU is just absolutely loaded. But nonetheless, I think he has got a great talent, a local prospect, and looking forward to seeing him playing for the Cougars. So there you go. Some of the names to keep an eye on in the upcoming months during spring ball on into the summer in the case of a like Chase Roberts and Dallin Holker. They will not necessarily, they're not enrolled currently, so they will not be participating in spring ball. But there are plenty of names, some exciting names that BYU fans, I think, have looked forward to finally seeing playing for the Cougars. And it's finally coming to reality, essentially, in the case of like Isaac Matua. 2017 is when he signed, and now he's finally enrolling at BYU in 2021. Just one of those things about missions. It's just, it's crazy how long it can be between a guy signs the national letter of intent with the Cougars, and then he finally shows up to play for BYU. So we'll, we'll of course, recap anything else. There might be some of the names that pop up. Guys maybe returning home early from missions that enroll. We'll have that all covered for you over the coming months and weeks. Obviously, in the lead up to the college football season, BYU kicking things off. September 2nd against the University of Arizona down there in Las Vegas. I think we're just over, what, 200 days away from that, seven months away as of yesterday, according to our good friend Nate Slack. So looking forward to finally seeing BYU football back in our lives, obviously, but still plenty of news to talk about. There will never not be something we can talk about on this podcast, I can assure you of that. Coming up next, we'll talk a little bit more about BYU basketball. They had their game canceled last night due to COVID concerns against the University of San Diego, so plenty to talk about on that front. We'll get to it here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, let's take a minute today and talk to you guys about our good friends at Built Bar. Absolutely love Built Bars. They are the best tasting protein bars I have ever had. I have had, I would estimate, thousands of different types of protein bars in my life, playing various sports growing up, and 
I have to say, Built Bar, by far the best tasting protein bar I have ever had. It tastes legitimately like a candy bar, and I want to encourage you guys to give them an opportunity. They're covering 100% real chocolate, 18 unique flavors, and the best part is soft and easy to chew. They've got that nougat center. If you like candy bars who have nougat in them, you will love these, I think. And like I said, there's 18 different flavors, nut and non-nut flavors. They will find one, two, probably five or six, seven that you will absolutely love. So give them an opportunity. Opportunity. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. You can use the promo code Locked On and save yourself 20% on your next order. It's a fantastic way to save some good money on the best tasting protein bars you will ever eat. Best part about them, high protein, high fiber, low sugar, low calories. So take a chance. Give them a shot. That's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Folks, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our brand new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories in sports with analysis from our local experts. Yours truly also included in that group. Start your day with all the sports news you need to know about in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Can't encourage that you guys to listen to that podcast enough. It's absolutely phenomenal. Peter does an incredible job making sure you're up to speed. Obviously, our job here is making Make you sure you guys are up to speed on the Cougars. If you want more of a broad view on all sports, check it out. That's Locked On Today. Yesterday, BYU was in San Diego getting ready to play in the Jenny Craig Pavilion against the USD Toreros. And then word came out yesterday afternoon, I think John Rothstein from CBS Sports had it first, saying that COVID concerns had postponed that game. And later on, we heard that that game has been outright canceled. San Diego, if I'm not mistaken, I know Sean Walker from KSL.com, talked to me about this. I believe it's their, it might have been Nate Slack. I, one of you two, and I apologize. I know both of you listen, but uh, you guys said this is the fourth shutdown that tr- San Diego has endured. They're ninth in the West Coast Conference. By the time you figure they're cleared to resume play, is it really worth it to come back? And that's a massive, massive question that I think only the San Diego Toreros and their athletic director and coaches can answer. But it, it's absolutely something they need to consider. It's just been a one of those seasons for them. They've not been able to kind of get over the hump with regards to COVID. It kind of goes to show you guys, by the way, how uh, lucky BYU's been. They've been very vigilant, hyper-vigilant, if you will, about making sure they'd handled their business to make that sure that they can play the games that are scheduled. But they had a game canceled last night. Uh, they also have the game against... Uh, Again, San Diego scheduled for February 13th. That one has been canceled. So BYU, a little light on games here. And obviously, there is an opening that Gonzaga as well as BYU have opened this coming Saturday due to COVID concerns. Funny enough, half of the West Coast Conference. Okay, funny is probably the wrong term here. uh, But... Nonetheless, five West Coast Conference programs currently 
in shutdown mode, postponed mode. I don't know what you want to term it. They're on hiatus due to COVID concerns. Well, there is an opening for Gonzaga and BYU, which was actually the game that was originally scheduled for this Saturday, was BYU playing at Gonzaga. That got moved up, obviously, because BYU had an opening and Gonzaga had an opening. And it seems like almost a natural fit that Gonzaga and BYU could play the return date that Gonzaga owes BYU this weekend in Provo. Well, in talking with some people around the program, hashtag sources, well, it sounds like BYU doesn't have much interest in doing that. Obviously, there's been a lot of rumors out there about Gonzaga hopefully scheduling a big-name opponent on short notice, a non-conference matchup, and that seems more likely considering what I'm hearing is that BYU has the hopes of playing that game against Gonzaga at the end of this month and having fans in the stands at the Marriott Center. No idea on how many. Last night, the Utah Jazz expanded their uh, allotment of tickets to 3,900 tickets. It had been 1,500. They opened the upper bowl of Vivint Arena, where, funny enough, I work, and they have 3,900 fans available to to go to those games. If the numbers continue to stay low with regards to the overall case level, the ICU levels, uh, the positive rates, all that with COVID-19, I could see BYU finally allowing some fans, and that is the hope with regards to that Gonzaga matchup, is that there will be some fans at large in the stands there at the Marriott Center when that game is played. So that should hopefully explain why BYU potentially, and I'm not saying that that couldn't happen where the West Coast Conference says, you know what, BYU-Gonzaga, you guys are available, let's play this game. That could still happen, but everything I'm hearing is that BYU wants to push back on it and hopefully have you, the fans, there at the Marriott Center when they do play that game. Uh, It's scheduled for the end of this month, the final regular season contest that BYU has scheduled currently. We'll see if that ultimately comes to fruition, but... I think it's actually kind of a smart idea. I'd love nothing more than to see fans in the stands there at the Marriott Center. It's been nice to see the Utah Jazz having fans in the stands. And I get that there's a whole political game out there, but that's not my job on this podcast. I'm not going to get into the political nature and give you guys a virtue, a virtue signaling of what I think should be happening. But the nice part is fans have been allowed to go to games, and they have an impact. LeBron James, obviously, is uh, calling it the debacle there in Atlanta on uh, Monday night. Wow, what a that was just crazy. But nonetheless, uh, fans, players appreciate having fans. They understand what they're doing. They understand that they are entertainers. They are there as entertainment uh, for the fans who are paying good money to watch these athletes in action and. I am extremely hopeful that BYU can get fans in the stands, and I'm hopeful moving forward as we continue to get more vaccinations and the like, that we start to see more and more fans at more and more sporting events, and I sincerely hope that we are going to see full packed stands of fans in the relatively near-term future. Maybe not this fall for BYU football, but... I think 2022, we absolutely, if everything goes according to plan, let's all do our part. Let's be clear about that. I think we should have full uh, packed stadiums, arenas, that type of stuff here at least over the next year. And that is my sincere hope. I love uh, seeing the fans in the stands. I'm lucky enough that I've been able to go cover a bunch of sporting events still this year in person because of just how they're running things. But nonetheless, Let's do our part, and let's cheer on the Cougars. I am looking forward to that. I think BYU's handling things the right way. They're being extra cautious, and I completely understand that with regards to allowing fans to go to the Marriott Center. All the science out there, all the data says that outdoors environments are much safer than indoors, so I completely understand why BYU's been really, really careful about allowing fans to go to the Marriott Center, but hey, 
It'd be nothing better than to have fans in the stands once again when Gonzaga's in town at the end of this month and making a raucous environment as BYU tries to upset the number one team in the country. So looking forward to all of that, and my hope is that BYU can find some more games. Obviously, these games against San Diego canceled. That opens up some more dates for BYU. Maybe a, a program like a Santa Clara, if they can get cleared, BYU could play a second game against them after originally only having one scheduled and the like. So there's plenty on that front to debate in the coming days, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of news coming out about that, and we'll track it for you guys. But I do look forward to finally seeing fans in the stands, and if everything goes according to plan, the hope is by the time the Gonzaga matchup happens, and hopefully sooner than that, you will see fans at the Marriott Center watching the Cougars in action this season. All right, there you go. Some thoughts on BYU basketball. We will wrap up today's show with all the other news and notes involving BYU athletics you guys need to know about here in just a moment. Uh, Women's softball announcing their schedule. Actually, it's pretty dang soon. We'll run that down for you. We'll also talk about women's golf. They were in action in Dallas. How did they finish up their play at the Trinity Open? We'll run all that down here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at betonline.ag, folks. If you want to get in on the sports betting action. It's becoming a bigger and bigger thing around the country. Sports betting is a huge popular thing. Funny enough, uh, there's going to be billions wagered just this weekend alone on the Super Bowl. Yes, you heard me, billions with a B. If you guys want to get in on that action, do it with our good friends at betonline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. They want to help you guys have an opportunity to get into the sports betting world and Make a go of it. The best part is right now they're offering a 50% welcome bonus to all of our listeners here on Locked On Cougars. It's real simple to acquire and go about getting that bonus. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, and when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. So if you deposit 100 bucks, all of a sudden you're going to have 150 bucks to play with. Free money from our friends at betonline.ag, a phenomenal way to get off the couch and get in on the action, and do it now with betonline.ag. Do you believe you have worn the most comfortable shirt in the world? Would you like to wear the most comfortable shirt in the world? I guess is the secondary question. Well, if so, check out our good friends at Homefield Apparel. They are a premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis, Indiana, and they have the most incredibly comfortable, officially licensed BYU gear with vintage college designs. They launched their new line mid part of last month, guys, and this new line of Locked On Cougars BYU Homefield Apparel gear is absolutely phenomenal. Give them an opportunity. The best part about Homefield, guys, is they dig through the archives. They've gone back through BYU's logos over the years to make thoughtful designs for BYU fans and print those logos on their most comfortable tees and hoodies that you will ever own. Give them a shot. I have owned multiple Homefield apparel t-shirts over the years. I recently got a couple of the BYU ones, and I'm telling you what, folks, they are the most comfortable t-shirts I have ever worn. I want to encourage you guys to give them a shot. The best part is they're offering all of our listeners a good deal. 15% off your first order. All you got to do is go to Homefield Apparel and use the promo code LOC. Stands for Locked on Cougars. Real simple. LOC, 15% off your first purchase from our friends at Homefield Apparel. I'm telling you what, guys. They are the most comfortable shirts you will ever own, so give them a shot now. That's Homefield Apparel. Use the promo code LOC. Homefield Apparel, a proud sponsor with us here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. 
All right, friends, wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the show. Let's run down the other news you need to know about the Cougars. First things first, BYU Women's Hoops, they need a tip of the cap. They lost to number 19 Gonzaga 63-56, to but they tied this game up after trailing by 14 points with just over a minute to go. Back-to-back three-pointers in the final minute did lift Gonzaga eventually to the victory, but nonetheless, Jeff Judkins and his squad, they gave the Bulldogs everything they could handle up there at the McCarthy Center. So congratulations to the women's hoops program. Looking forward to seeing them back out on the court shortly. Uh, They're scheduled to host Pepperdine Thursday night at 6 o'clock there at the Marriott Center and then also host Loyola Marymount on Saturday. So games coming hot and heavy for the women's hoops program. Here's hoping they can kind of avoid what's happening with the men's basketball program and have any delays with regards to COVID, postponements, cancellations, all that stuff. Let's have good juju here for the women's hoops program. The women's golf program was in action, wrapping up play at the Trinity Open in Dallas, Texas yesterday. BYU moved up in the rankings after the second round, but faded in the final round, finishing in 11th place at 54 over par. Uh, Nebraska and Washington Nebraska and Washington tied for ninth, uh, two spots in front of BYU. Uh, the Cougars struggling, but hopefully they'll be able to rebound from this in their next tournament. But nonetheless, it's nice to see sports, by the way. Any sport out there, the fact that they're playing I tip my cap to them. I'm a huge golf fan. Those of you who may not know that, surprise, I love golf and I love covering men's and women's golf for BYU. So best of luck to the women's golf program in their next tournament. Baylor did win the tournament, by the way, for by 14 shots. One over par as a team. The next closest team to them was Oklahoma State at 15 over par. It's a pretty dominant win if you're the Baylor Bears and congratulations to them. All right, a couple other notes for you guys on the way out the door. Congratulations to uh, BYU Libero, freshman Libero, Maddie Allen. She had double-digit digs in each of BYU's two matches last week, earning her West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Week for her efforts for the number 16-ranked women's volleyball program. They are 2-0 and on the season and looking forward to seeing them back on the court here in the near future. And also, women's softball. They're going to kick off their season a week from tomorrow at the Kajikawa Classic in Tempe, Arizona. As is tradition for women's softball programs like BYU and cold weather markets, they're going to spend the majority of the front part of their season, roughly a month, on the road playing in various tournaments. They will co-host the St. George Classic from February 18th to the 20th down there in St. George. But nonetheless, good to see women's softball gearing up for another season ahead. Gordon Eakin and his squad, they're a perennial NCAA tournament team. Kind of the goal for this program is at some point to break through and become part of the Super Regional and hopefully make the Women's College World Series. But, hey, nonetheless, making the tournament year in and year out, that's a pretty consistent effort, and congratulations to him on that. Looking forward to seeing them make another run this year in the West Coast Conference. They will play games against the likes of uh, Baylor, by the way, coming to BYU. They'll play all their in-state foes, Southern Utah, Utah State, Utah, Utah Valley, West Coast Conference foes in Loyola Marymount, Santa Clara, also Dixie State, uh, Pacific. So just a lot of games. Those will run through mid-May. So hopefully if we see basketball start to get fans in the stands, maybe the softball 
programs. Gail Miller Field down there in Provo will open up, and you can go watch BYU women's softball. Uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I am married to a former BYU softball player, and I have a vested interest in this program. But nonetheless, it's a lot of fun to watch women's softball. It's a high level of play, especially at BYU. All right, that's going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. I hope you guys are all doing well. Plenty to get to ahead on tomorrow's edition. We will preview another BYU basketball game that hopefully will be played. Who knows? Uh, COVID canceled the one yesterday. So you know what? We'll have plenty to talk about nonetheless. We'll continue on with our uh, debriefings for the BYU football program as well. There is a lot still to talk about when it comes to the BYU Cougars, as you guys well know, right here on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. And by the way, make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search us out at Locked On Cougars. Feel free to weigh in via email anytime as well. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. And oh, by the way, also need to talk a little bit about the transfer portal tomorrow. I'm digging into a couple of guys. Brian Thompson from Utah deciding he's going to leave the Utes program, their leading receiver. BYU, I think, would be interested in him, but I have not been able to really talk to anybody about that. Hopefully, I'll have some more intel on that tomorrow. We'll pass along anything else I learn with regards to transfer portal top uh, targets for BYU football as well on tomorrow's edition of the show. All right, that'll do it. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 3rd, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.